navigating our 20s can be tough, exciting, stressful, spontaneous, unpredictable. There are a lot of different ways to describe our 20s, and just as many different paths we can take. Most of life's biggest decisions are made in our 20s, and there's no structured roadmap or guide to our 20s like there was back in high school and college. And that doesn't mean it has to be overly stressful or difficult, though. Today I'm here with Andy Snavely, founder of Primer Magazine, an online magazine for everyday guys in their 20s like you and me, about taking on the challenges of adulthood. Andy, welcome to the Living Lighthouse podcast, man. Glad to have you on. Thank you, thank you. Super excited to be here. I love what you're doing. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm glad I've gotten to know you over the past few years. Um, I'm, it seems like I met you at a really good time because our stories are very similar. We did the whole, you know, graduated from college, took career paths we didn't particularly enjoy, uh, asked ourselves the tough questions along the way, the anxiety, the fear, the uncertainty about what was ahead. So uh, tell us a bit about your journey up to this point because a lot of the guys don't uh, don't know too much about it. Yeah, sure. So I'm the editor and founder of Primer, PrimerMagazine.com, and it is the secret manual of the self-made man. So we focus on self-development, affordable style, and uh, creating the life that you want. And I've been doing that for 11 years, which is crazy to say out loud. Um, And it's been a journey for sure. You know, I I started it when I was a couple years after college um, while I was working at an ad agency, and I started it on the side for probably three or four years uh, while I was still working my full-time job and, uh, you know, worked on building it up and building it into something that I could eventually do full-time, which was always the goal. Um, But, you know, it was a tough journey um, that I think a lot of people experience and can relate to. I, um, I studied film in college. I was always a very creative guy and I got out to LA and started working for this entertainment ad agency and I just I just lost the spark for it which I think is uh, a very common thing for people you know you what do you, you're 18 years old and and people are like well what do you want to do for the rest of your life and you have to pick a major and you know so you pick finance you pick engineering you pick business you, you know whatever it is you study it for four years and then you start doing it at an entry level position and you realize, ah, oh, I don't want to do this at all. Like I, I, I just, you just don't have the spark for it. And then what do you do? You know, what do you, I, we get stuck. Um, we find ourselves in a position where we feel like this is how it's going to be for the rest of our lives. And we don't know what to do. Um, and that was, that was sort of the start of that journey for me. And, um, it's, uh, it's been a, it's been a learning experience for sure. I'm, I'm really grateful for it. Yeah, man. S- secret manual. It's like nice and undercover. I like that. It's, uh, I, if you guys are like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I was interested in a couple articles that you, that you put up. Uh, he's got things like, uh, you know, how to, how to kill Valentine, how to crush Valentine's day on a budget and, yeah, how to sear a steak and how to you know create these different cocktails, things like that. It's 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 pretty cool what you do with the, with the uh, style and a budget, especially. It's uh, it's definitely no uh, no GQ, um, <laughs> that, no uh, no seven hundred dollar t shirts. That's right, sure. no, not at all. Yeah, um, we, we we proudly feature brands like Target and mall brands like J Crew and Old Navy and 
Amazon and and uh, we teach guys how to dress well um, without having to spend a lot of money. Right. Be be financially smart about it. Yeah, exactly. There's better places to put your money. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Of course. Um, I I like the, uh, you know, with the whole career path and everything like that. I I think that's a thing a lot of guys in their 20s face, myself included. I know uh, a lot of of you guys know kind of where I I come from. I come from that, that, that corporate background, you know business degree in college and I, I lost that passion as well. Um, certainly, uh, well, I know we're certainly not the only ones and, and that's kind of why I'm doing what I'm doing. That's kind of the backstory behind it. So, um, I, I want to ask you at one point at what, Oh my God, I'll pause for a second here. <laughs> there you go. I want to ask you at what point did you make the decision to turn away from that safe, practical corporate job and start creating your own path? Was it like one certain point you remember, or was it just kind of over time you realized you you kind of lost that spark, like you said? Yeah, well, I think everybody is sort of waiting for that moment, um, that, that lottery ticket, whether that's like you have an idea for a business or whatever it is. And that, you know, you just have to keep doing it. Eventually you're going to wake up and you're going to have a million dollars in your bank account. It doesn't really work that way. So for me, you know, I, I started primer because I felt like there were a lot of things, you know, exactly like what we're talking about. There are a lot of things that we're expected to know how to do as adults that nobody ever teaches us. You know, it's like trigonometry is awesome, but, um, what am I supposed to wear to a job interview? Uh, you know, and it's, it's amazing the kinds of things that really affect the fundamentals of our life and the direction that it takes us that nobody ever talks about, you know, maybe your parents, but probably not. Maybe your friends, but they're usually in the same boat you are. Um, hopefully you have like a role model that's older and can, it can help you, but most of us don't. And that was, that was, kind of the inspiration for primer it was like what if we all had that successful older brother who made vice president by 35 and was happily married and had a house and da 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 all these things that we perceive as success and what, what, what would he tell us as we were embarking on our own journey and so that was where the idea for primer came from and i started it on the side not because i knew all the answers but because i didn't know any of the answers and so from the beginning i sought out contributors um that had experienced these things and could share what they learned um and i knew from the beginning that i wanted to do it full time i knew from the beginning that it was my passion and that you know it had reinvigorated this energy in me that i had lost from um working at the ad agency and the trouble is, you know, it, it's a slow grind. Like we were saying, it, it, it takes time. And so that was, like I said, three or four years, I had to do it on the side in the evenings and on weekends. And I would drive home over lunch sometimes and work on it then while still working full time. And, you know, it, it does wear away at you, um, you know, just as any passion that doesn't blossom into this dream that you have, it, it, it can start feeling, you know, you can start getting unmotivated and feeling like it's never going to happen. And I definitely felt that way. I I definitely started getting negative on it and it was earning money uh, a few years in, but like not as much as my corporate job. And it 
you know, I had health insurance and all these things, and I, I don't have a background in business, so I didn't have this, like, confidence or arrogance, maybe, uh, to, to just jump off the cliff and see if I could fly. Um, and one of the best things that ever happened to me was I got laid off during the big recession uh, that was going on. And it was the push I needed to say, okay, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it now. Uh, let's see if it works. And if it doesn't, I can always get another job because I would have to do that anyway. Yeah, so, I, lo- I love the mentality with uh, getting laid off. You saw it as like the one of the best things that could have happened to you. You probably didn't. I, I'd imagine you didn't think that way in the moment, but later on you kind of look back. <laughs> well, the and funny like, thing is, it, it, the whole the, there's a lot of ego that goes into that. I mean, it, you know, I had actually survived four rounds of layoffs, and in in my head, I was always so upset because you know I knew I wanted to do Primer full time, but I also knew I was too much of a, a wimp to just like stake my claim and go out quit my job and go out and do it interesting so there was like a part of me that was secretly hoping that i would get laid off and every time there was like a, a round of layoffs i was like gah and i'm like the only person in the world at that time that's like actually hoping that i lose my job and then the day finally comes and, <laughs> and you're like they lay, yeah they lay no 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 they lay me off and i'm like these people are idiots they don't know anything <laughs> um and so, you know, there's just a lot of ego that goes into a lot of stuff. And so regardless of whether I wanted that job or not, it's, you know, when you're let go, you're fired or somebody tells you it's not working out, you know, it's impossible to not feel like there's something wrong with you, like you're not good enough that you did something wrong. Um, but I, I always like to say that there are two types of people when they experience a situation like that, you know, there's the type of person that uh gets devastated emotionally and feels like they're worthless and they don't know what they're going to do and then there's another person that thinks it's new opportunity it's 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 a chance to fix what is not working and create something even better uh and you got a job the first time, so it's not like you're never going to get a job again. So it it really is an opportunity. Uh, and, and for me at that point with Primer, it was earning money, but it wasn't earning what I thought was like enough money just to like obviously quit my job. So, you know, there were some peanut butter and jelly times in the beginning for sure. But uh, luckily, you know, the, the other advantage to it that you don't really consider is being able to work on it full time after that allowed it to grow faster and in different ways because of the additional attention that I was able to to put into it so yeah I, li- um, I like that you brought up the the um that big uphill battle that we have dealing with the voices in our head because that's something that I struggle with I know a lot of people other people do as well um just telling ourselves things like we're not good enough or, or we're not ready for this um and we never really are it it, you know that's just kind of how things work you have to kind of jump in and and experiment and see what happens and just find where you belong i guess absolutely i i mean there there's something that i've been thinking a lot about lately which is uh fear and anxiety and a lack of confidence only exist ultimately because of a lack of certainty if you if you knew that your business idea was going to be a raving success in five years, 
you just had to put the time in, who wouldn't do that? Like, of course, if you knew you were going to be a Brad Pitt level A-list actor celebrity, you just had to do X, Y, and Z, but it was guaranteed to happen. Like, of course, you're going to do that. If yeah, that's what's what there to want. be? What's there to be anxious about? What would you be anxious about? The reality is, is that that's not how it is, and you have to have, you have to create your certainty, and you have to create your confidence. And the way you do that is by telling yourself that you believe in what you want to do. You believe that it's a good idea, but also the biggest thing is you believe that you'll figure it out if it doesn't work. Like, like when I got laid off, it was like, like for me, what I realized was I'm going to do primer full time and it either works out or I have to get a job, which is literally what every other single person in the world has to do. So that's like not failing because it like, Having a job is fine if you want to have a job. If like you want to work in a corporate environment that has a lot of structure and has a lot of benefits, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. People have really rewarding lives working in in um, a corporate structure like that. So that was like my worst case scenario was just was having to go back and get another job, right? And so at that point, the only option was uh, a a a path that was perfectly acceptable to most people or this other thing that i really wanted to make happen uh there was no failure like what was failure i wasn't going to lose my life savings i wasn't going to lose my friends and family i wasn't going to lose my health i wasn't going to lose my life like there really was no downside and so much of our life is that so many especially of the at opportunities that age too. oh yes especially at that age like you know, you don't have the, di- the wife, kids, mortgage to worry about. Yeah, exactly. You're 50 years old. You got three kids. One's in college. You got a mortgage on a million dollar house or what, however much they cost these days. Like, yeah, there's a lot more. There's a lot more at stake. If you're 24 years old, you've got some college debt. You're like got your rent, you know, like your food, your health insurance. Like these things, these things are manageable expenses um, where if things go south you can figure out a way to make it work uh and yeah and you're full of energy why not go all in on it yeah it's really the advantage of of that age is taking advantage of the time you have in front of you and the low kind of cost of living that you have basic basically what i mean is you don't have a lot of other responsibilities that you have to pay for like children or mortgages like you said things like that yeah i I think a lot of people um fall into that um just completely by accident they they just follow kind of the the status quo and you know they go through school and they're taught all this technical stuff and i guess it's i guess they expect our, our parents to teach us the important stuff like you know you said what what to uh wear to a job interview things like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, they didn't really learn that stuff either. So, you know, who, who is going to step up and, and teach us the truly important stuff? Um, that's just kind of a big flaw that I, you know, that I see with the well, school system. I'm sure that you, you see that way too. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for sure. And the other thing that I kind of slowly had to realize along the way, nobody knows anything. Like, right. Absolutely. Like, like, like every single person on this planet 
if they're 10 years old, if they're 100 years old. They're all just doing the best they can. And so if anyone tells you they have it all figured out, run. Turn around because they're trying to sell you something. Like, uh, nobody knows anything. Some things have worked out for some people, and it's worth exploring and, and, and learning from and trying to repeat and make it your own and, you know, continue that process. But there's no right way or wrong way. You're, you're, not, you're not going down the wrong path if you uh, quit your job and want to start a business. You're not going down the wrong path if you don't want to start a business and all you want to do is work some low-pressure job for the rest of your life. There's no right or wrong way to live your life. And, you know, as long as you can do it in a way that you trust is healthy, then that's all you have to worry about. Oh yeah. It's, it's incredibly important too to, to have that mentality of, you know, everyone's got their, their flaws and their, and their baggage and their problems and stuff like that. I distinctly remember back before I had that, that big mindset shift that I've had over the past few years, I would, I would sit in a room in college and look around and be like, these guys all know more than I do. Um, that wasn't the case obviously, but you know, I, I, kind of had put myself down uh, underneath them and, and look, you know, I guess looked up to them, um, in a way when, uh, you know, there, there were skill sets that I had that they didn't have. I just didn't really see that. Um, and, and that kind of goes back to the, the social media thing too. People like to post their highlights of their lives and, and, you know, hide all the, uh, the work and the, the struggle and adversity that <laughs> they, they go through to get yeah. to that point. Yeah. The trouble with social media, the trouble with social media is like you said, you're looking, you're going into an app and you're looking at literally the most glossy highlights of not just one person's life, of like all of the people you follow. So it's not like, it's not like the news where you're getting some of the bad stuff. Like all you're seeing are these like shiny, happy people and it can be motivating and it can be inspiring and it can you know, be creatively rewarding if you're following those types of accounts and things like that. But you can't compare the negative parts of your life uh, uh, to these to these social media accounts, assuming that they're not experiencing negative things also. I mean, like, you know, Robin Williams was debilitatingly depressed to the point that he took his own life for most of his adult life. You know, he was one of the world's most famous comedians. So he obviously had his issues that he was dealing with and all all of us do all, all these people on social media all the people in your dorm all the people in your work all of your professional competitors they all have their issues that they're dealing with and that doesn't make yours a reason to think that you can't achieve what you want to achieve yeah definitely man I'm pretty sure I've said this on, on the show before, but uh, the only person you should be comparing yourself to is the person you were yesterday. Um, it, it's definitely a, a trap to compare yourself to others um, because you can't control that. The only thing you can control is, did you do, are you better than you were yesterday? Um, so I, I'm definitely a big believer in that. Um, I know that's that's a big uh, struggle that guys in their 20s especially um face during this journey what uh what are the things do you think uh, are huge struggles that uh that guys in their 20s face kind of during this this journey this transition 
It's a really tough time. I mean, it, it's a it's a big reason that I started Primer. I mean, you come out of college, you go from being a senior on campus um, where you are the top of the food chain and, you know, a lot of people, their families are supporting them while they're in college. Um, and then you graduate and then you're the bottom of the bottom. You have no money, you have no job. Um, you go from living in a nice dorm or college apartment to whatever you can afford when you get out you get a job eventually which is a whole process in itself and stressful and can seem like uh, it's going to ruin your life if you get the wrong one or you say the wrong thing or you don't negotiate or all these things and then you get this job and it's entry level so it's not like you're doing the things you want to do it's not like all of a sudden you're you know, the the head of a, like, finance fund or whatever it is that you're aspiring to be. You know, you're starting at the bottom. You're getting coffee. You're, like, taking notes in meetings. You're doing all the things that no one else who's already been there wants to do. And it, and it can be really disheartening. Um, and then on top of that, when you graduate college, everybody comes out of the gate at the same time. So you're seeing that guy that you went to school with get that job in a big city or you're seeing that guy get engaged to that beautiful girl or you're, you know, you're seeing all these people who seem like they're in the same place as you, but they're having more success than you. And it can make you feel like you've either done something wrong or that you there's something wrong with you, that you don't deserve it, that... You'll never achieve anything, um, and that these people are better than you in some way. And there, there's there's a lot there's a lot of mental gymnastics that that we all have to go through during this period, and it's incredibly stressful. It's tough. It can cause depression. It can cause anxiety for a lot of people. Um, but for me, which it did for me, you know, I I suffered through debilitating depression and anxiety through this period which i'm I'm also in a bizarrely way super grateful for um, because it forced me to create tools to handle stress to be more focused on what i want what's important to me and where i want to go Uh, and it really let me shed some of the negative habits, negative thinking, negative sort of operations that I just sort of sort of came about from growing up, you know, you don't really know where they came from. They just kind of like grew out of a seed from somewhere, these insecurities or or bad habits or low self-confidence and you know, it's like everybody talks about 20s being the best time of your life. It's like 20s was amazing. I loved my 20s, but like I'm 34 now and easily, you know, my 30s have been really rewarding. Um, So and incredibly in in a lot of different ways, personally, professionally, socially. And so I guess my point is, is that if you're in a low spot now, I promise you that it gets better Uh, and it can get better and you can do the work that you won't even recognize your life 
um, in the future for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. I <laughs> that was powerful stuff, dude. You know, I, I I've definitely been there before myself, and uh, it's yeah, it's definitely debilitating uh, at times. It's you know, it, it's it's highly stressful. Um, we make some of the biggest decisions of our lives in our twenties, and um, you know, we constantly worry about whether we're doing it right or doing things wrong or, you know, um, and, and, and things like that. Uh, what kind of, I guess, uh, tips or tricks um, have you kind of found over the years to, to overcome some of this, uh, uh, some of this anxiety and adversity and, and lack of confidence? Yeah. Well, I got a lot of them. Um, <laughs> You're full I, love ta- I love talking about this stuff because, you know, I, I, I would say, um, reflection and growth is like my biggest hobby like i just i love um really trying to understand why i do things the way i do and and trying to figure out if if they're serving me uh for what i want to accomplish and i'd say the biggest thing is therapy and and some people are going to listen to me say that and they're going to be like therapy it's like therapy is the most amazing thing i've ever done it really i didn't do I didn't do therapy until I was like probably, I don't know, 27. I started doing therapy. And, you know, before that, it's like, oh, only people that are like, there's something like really wrong with them. Do they go to therapy? You know, you're like an alcoholic or like you have like anger problems or, you know, you're like suicidal. No, No. therapy is incredible. Therapy is like having a trained, non-biased uh mentor coach advisor uh so that you can just you can drop all the bullshit that you have when you try to talk to your friends or your family or your loved ones and they give you honest feedback and they help steer your thinking to be more realistic and more authentic to you and i've had some of the most i mean i still go to therapy and i've been I've been great for years. Like, and I mean, by great, I mean, I still, you know, I still like suffer from down periods just like everyone else. But, you know, I, some of my best therapy sessions have been when I thought everything was fine. So, you know, like I, I see my therapist now only every six weeks. I went from going every week when I first started to every six weeks. And, you know, now I'll kind of like, go into that thinking like, oh, I don't really have anything to say today. And then cut to an hour later and it's like, oh man, I have been like really kind of thinking shitty things in the back of my head. But you're catching it so early that it before it turns into a problem, before it turns into a depression or anxiety or any of these things, you're catching it early and you're learning to like redirect. So I tell every like therapy is such a bad it's such a bad word in our culture, but it, yeah, it's, it's got like, such a negative connotation to it. Yeah, for no which is reason. which is crazy because literally every single like important person has it has a team of advisors, right? The office of the president, like CEOs, like like literally every important person has uh, has a team of advisors that have been like trained in specific areas to offer guidance, and that's what a therapist is. A therapist is trained in thought distortions. And, you know, different kinds of emotional hangups and all kinds of these things. And as you're explaining what you're going through, they'll help you kind of untangle that. 
Uh, and it doesn't have to be major. Like I said, you don't have to be suicidal to want to go to a therapist. No, not at all. Uh, you can just be frustrated with your job and they'll help you kind of like figure out what's actually important to you. So I'd say number one, everybody should go to therapy. I, I actually, as, as, as messed up as this sounds, I cannot wait, um, to start my next like serious long-term relationship because I want to start doing couples therapy like immediately. Not because there's something wrong, but because it's like such a great way of setting a strong foundation and working on your relationship intentionally and, 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 and trying to, uh, catch things early and improve them and get closer together and learn. And, uh, and personal therapy is the same way. It's, it's, it's a way of, of setting intentions, catching things early and, and, and making your life what you want it to be instead of just passively waking up one day, realizing you're depressed. You've been working a job that you hate for 10 years and you feel like nothing's ever going to change. Um, so therapy, number one, for sure. Um, meditation has been really helpful for me. Um, and it's a really tough process to start. It can feel like a tough process to start, but meditation is actually like the crazy easiest thing you've ever could do. My two tips with meditation, if you've never tried it, or if you've struggled with getting started is, um, if you think about it, sitting and doing nothing with your eyes closed should be the easiest thing you could possibly do. Um, so if, it's hard that's good right because what it represents is that your mind is running at a million miles a minute and it's thinking about things that stress you out when you're trying to sit there whether that's feeling like you should be doing something else like working or something or you're thinking about all these depressed thoughts that make you feel shitty about yourself either way it's a perfect example of why you need to be meditating and then the second point about meditating Meditating is not about um, sitting and not thinking about anything because you are going to be disappointed every time if you sit down and you, you I'm going to try to not think about anything and then you wake up 10 minutes later and you're like, I was thinking the whole time. I f suck at meditating. Yeah, that's that's not the point of meditating. The point of meditating is to sit down and try not to think about anything and then acknowledge all of the things that come up that you can't stop thinking about acknowledging them and then pushing them away and what that's taught me on a practical level i used to everybody you know like there's it's like a it's like a joke where you like lay in bed and you can't sleep and all of the most terrible things you've ever said in your life like the awkward like things you've said by accident that's when you think about them or like that's when you think about all your anxious career stuff or all your insecurities are when you're laying in bed staring at the ceiling. And it's like on a practical level, meditation has kind of taught me that I can, when I start thinking that way, I can say, you know what? I'm not going to think about that right now. And then I don't like, that's crazy. Like I, 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 I'm excited to say that out loud. Like that's like, it's crazy to me that I can do that. Like I didn't know that was a thing you can do, but that's what meditation has allowed me to do. Because just like when you're sitting there meditating, you, you know, I've, I've learned through meditating that when an idea comes into my head, I acknowledge it and I can, I'm not ignoring it. I'm just saying, 
I choose to not think about this right now. And amazingly, like you have the ability to do that if you work on it. So that's been incredibly uh, life changing. And I'd say the third, the third tool that's been really helpful is journaling. And again, a lot of guys will hear journaling and they're like, you want me to keep a diary? Like, I'm not going to do that. And it's like, no, that's not what a journal is. My journal is um, basically a bulleted list. You know, sometimes it's paragraphs, but usually it's not. It'll, it'll, I do it at the end of the day and it, it's more like a log. It was like, today I did this and I noticed myself feeling this afterward. And um, that's interesting. I don't know why I felt that way. So keep an eye on that. Um, and then I also use it to track my um, goals. So when do I work out? Um, when do I meditate? Um, how often do I, am I drinking? Uh, things like that. And that way you can look back and you can be like, oh, okay, well, I've really kind of had a slump for the last three days oh, look at that, I've been drinking every day, you know? And it's like, you just have this evidence that you can kind of go back through and try to piece together what's what's been going on. Yeah, it's so like I'd your say, own, like, self-accountability. Oh, for sure. And you know what? I, I, I would say, especially with the journal, but all, all three of these things, the journal isn't going to change your behavior. And if you if you start doing a journal or you're tracking your goals or whatever... And it's like you want to work out every day and, you, and you've and you been tracking your goals and you haven't worked out for two weeks. You're going to be like, I'm not going to track anymore. And it's like, no, like the tracking is not what changes your behavior. It's the constant tracking and then seeing that you're not doing what you want to be doing that kind of sparks that that uh, motivation to be like, you know what? OK, I'm definitely going to the gym today. I haven't gone to the gym in two weeks. I'm going to the gym today. And then you get you get that little X, you get that little check mark, and it starts a snowball that keeps you going um, for for the next wave. So those three things have been incredibly helpful, and I would recommend anybody trying or doing one or three, all three of them. Absolutely, man. All three, all three really good points. Um, therapy, definitely. I, I I still do that myself, um, even when I'm feeling pretty good. Um, it just it's just that that extra accountability is uh, is huge, you know. Being yeah. able to, I mean, uh, even share when that, I, when, uh, you know, share opinions and stuff, share your thoughts and kind of what 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 they think about uh, about where you're headed, and and you know, they they suggest ideas to you as well. For sure, and when the sometimes when things are good, it ends up being kind of like a gloat session, and and you're like, oh, things are doing really good. I feel good. I'm hitting my goals. Like. That thing I was stressed out about, I'm not stressed out about anymore, and da 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 da. And then your therapist will be like, "Awesome, you're doing good work. Like you've developed a lot of tools. Like great job, da da da." And it's like, "Yeah, yeah I have." Like you having know, that, so having that uh, um, approval, I guess, gives you that that dopamine hit. That you know, oh, I'm doing something absolutely. right. Absolutely. Let's 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 keep moving forward. Therapy um, is either helpful or makes you feel good because you've been doing good work. Like, of course, it's never bad. Yeah, and then the the meditation. I know that's that practicing that mindfulness is is huge. Um, it's something I need to get back into. I, I you know I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> it seems like lately, um, and so I I haven't been consistent there. But uh, that uh, that that mindfulness is a big barrier that holds us back. We it's it, we're 
we're constantly in a battle with ourselves um, and that, you know, meditation and journaling as well. Um, just putting every, all the ideas that are on my brain on paper um, just to, you know, just like a brain dump. Both those things um, really, really help me um, figure out what's important and um, just, you know, improve my mindset on a daily basis. Yeah, I would say all three of those things, now that we've talked about them, really hit on the important part of just really putting an effort to live your life intentionally. And what does it mean to live your life intentionally? It means you're paying attention. And if you're not talking about the things that you're struggling with, with someone that is trained to help you with those, if you're not sitting down to quiet your mind uh, at, on purpose, if you're not uh, keeping track of your what you've been experiencing in your days and how you've been feeling and whether you've been doing the things that you want to do, then you're not living intentionally. You're just you're just going through the motions and hoping that it'll all work out. But but these three tools not only will let you know how how you're doing and if you need to change something, but is also the process of doing it. It is the process of living intentionally, living a, a reflective life. Yeah, that's that's powerful stuff, man. I think that's that's a good uh, a good way, thing to uh, to end on here because we're kind of running up against time. But uh, I wanted to ask how uh, how can we connect with you? Uh, I know you're doing you know, you're doing primer. Um, how how can we connect with you and, and uh, further uh, consumer yeah. content get get to know you on Absolutely. social media? Absolutely, I would I would love uh, to hear from you guys. Uh, you can read Primer at primermagazine.com. Um, I'm pretty active on Instagram as well at Primer Magazine, um, and my personal is at Andrew Snavely S N A V E L Y, um, and uh, you know, shoot me a message. Let me know if you guys are struggling with something. If uh, there's something you think that I could uniquely help you with based on what we've talked about here, I would be happy to talk to you about it. So there it is, guys. Very powerful conversation I had with Andy Snavely today. And I hope you guys got as much out of this as I did as it relates to taking on the real world and navigating our 20s. I'm still working on figuring out where I want to commit my time in terms of social media platforms and everything like that. But in the meantime, you can stay connected with me and let me know what you've been getting out of this show by following my Twitter at LivingLH. I'll provide updates there as well as in future podcast episodes as I finish sort of exploring some of my ideas on how we can better connect with one another. So guys, I'll see you next time. And in the meantime, be a living lighthouse.